All right, so starting off with the rock contact, what do they say about these inner planes? Questioner, I've heard that there are seven astral and seven devaconic primary levels. Is this correct? Ra, I am Ra. You speak of some of the more large distinctions in your levels of inner planes. That is correct. So starting off there, they say that there are seven astral, seven devaconic. Well, who inhabit the astral and who inhabit the devaconic planes? I am Ra. Entities inhabit the various planes due to their vibrational nature. The astral plane varies from thought forms in the lower extremities to enlightened beings who become dedicated to teach learning in the higher astral planes. So there's a couple other Latwi channelings from 1985, 86, where they do say that the lower astral seven is where like those demonic, the possessive, you know, angrier beings hang out. And then there's the higher levels of the astral. And then you move into the Devaconic where they're more filled with these love light distortions and the Devaconic planes, as you call them, are those vibrations are even more close to the primal distortions of love light beyond these planes. There are others. Well, does each does this is difficult. Our physical plane, are there seven subplanes to what we call our physical plane here? I am raw. You are correct. This is difficult to understand. There are an infinite number of planes in your particular space-time continuum distortion. There are seven subplanes of mind-body-spirit complexes. You will discover the vibrational nature of these seven planes as you pass through your experiential distortions, meeting other selves of the various levels, which correspond to the energy influx centers of the physical vehicle. So there are always a continuous number of seven, that seven being the seven densities, the seven days of the week, seven being a number of completions. So once you get to that seventh astral, you pass into the next layer and you just keep evolving by sevens. I found that to be interesting as well. The invisible or inner third density planes are inhabited by those who are not body complex nature such as yours. That is, they do not collect about their spirit mind complex as a chemical body. Nevertheless, these entities are divided in what you may call an artificial dream within a dream into various levels. In the upper levels, the desire to communicate knowledge back down to the outer planes of existence becomes less to the intensive learned teaching which occurs upon these levels. And then my brain thought of this dude from the dodgeball movie. And I was, well, what should, how should I start this? And how should I kind of categorize this uh, presentation? So love, love these dumb comedy movies that really just kind of make you forget about some problems here and there and laugh and get some humor out of life. So if you haven't seen the dodgeball movie, it's, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> so the five W's of the interplane, you got who, what, when, where, and why. So starting off with what I would like to get the distinction between space, time and time, space, space, time being the visible physical realm. We experience as conscious incarnate beings. This is the physical realm of physics and the proverbial five senses. So space-time is the realm that we are in. Time-space is the invisible metaphysical realms, the realms of intention. They do share an inverse relationship to the inequality between time and space. So everything is connected. Space-time, time-space continued. These space-time, time-space distinctions as we understand them do not hold sway except in third density. However, fourth, fifth, and to some extent, sixth densities work within some system of polarized space-time and time-space. So what are these inner planes? 
They are a wide variety of planes realms known under many different names, astral, devaconic, etheric, dream states, and other modes of non-ordinary consciousness. Where we go in between lives. So I just want to make a distinction that the inner planes are local to this earth. They are only within this earth. Term inner planes is misleading, is misleading in that the inner planes are planes in time, space, or meta, the metaphysical world, as opposed to space time, such as your planet, which is solid rock and so forth. Therefore, the inner planes do not have a physical location except tangentially because they belong to the planet Earth. <clears throat> location. They have an arrangement in orders of magnitude, perhaps we would say, so they nest together without disturbing each other. So I think that is saying, you know, the different vibrations, the higher levels vibrating, and the vibration just kind of separates everything. There is in each focus of the creator, which is you and each other human being upon your planet, a gateway into those inner planes. So where exactly would these inner planes be? The instrument calls them inner planes because she has read other writings that also call them inner planes and because they are inside of you. They are not inside creation. You are the center of a consciousness that is local and also non-local. The locality of the consciousness is that connection with the physical body that happened at some point between conception and a few weeks after birth. So I think they mean inside of you by, you know, opening your chakra system, your third eye into being able to see these beings and you have to go inside or meditate, get quiet to make this possible. The solution of each of the seven interplanes being connected to a corresponding locality is not correct as far as we are aware of the situation. All the interplanes are connected back into one physical locality of the influence of planet Earth. The interplanes resonate within the energy of the planet itself, which creates at the moment of its beginning, all the planes in a completion as a pattern. Through the illusion of space-time seems then to begin, appear, and to develop, and so forth. The conditions in time-space are quite different, and consequently there is not the bar against remembering and being completely aware of the metaphysical nature of what this instrument will call a deeper reality, passing nature of all things which participate within this world of life and death. So I guess when there's no time, everything's created all at once, which I still don't understand. And they're saying that the conditions within time space are different because that veil is lifted and you are able to feel the unity of all things. So the planet upon which you live is not one earth, but many and are penetrating each other at various levels of fineness of vibration so that there are actually seven earths to your one physical earth. Entities who live on Earth and have had incarnations upon your planet move into the inner planes or heaven worlds upon death and live in whatever niche they have earned by their vibration. So I see that kind of picture of this person has a her violet ray showing and really beaming out there and could be, you know, read by other intelligent beings that they place her somewhere in the inner planes. We search for a word other than earned because it is not a matter of studying hard and passing a test. It is a matter of the absolute honesty of self that your violet ray is. 
Whatever your violet ray expresses, it will bring you to the appropriate place in the inner planes where everything is vibrating in harmony with your vibration at that time. Entities move back from the inner planes, back to incarnation, then back to the inner planes. Sometimes they stay in the airplanes for quite some time and decide not to take incarnation. So I found this a little bit pretty interesting in terms of, you know, like every thought counting and you really have to be aware of your vibration and the higher your vibration, the, the better your violet ray expresses, you'll move to a better place that matches that vibration with other beings that are the same as you. And this picture kind of represents, I believe, a master a being and others kind of listening to him while they gain perspective on how to go forth on their next life. So how each of the subplanes of those inner planes has its own environment. Those who are able to sift through the planes have the experience, have that experience, that feeling of almost going through different grades of water as they move through the subplanes to that precise vibration of energies that is equivalent to the most comfortable place within the inner planes. It is one of those situations where unless you are very experienced and sophisticated, if you are able to penetrate the gateway and move into the inner planes, you will automatically be taken to the location which matches your needs and your desires the most. <clears throat> the inner planes are crowded with entities of all kinds, polarities, orientations, and descriptions. They are completely, completely creatures of thought. They are moved by thoughts. Being creatures of energy, they are moved by energy. So I think when we may view them on the physical realm, they are thought manifest and not actual physical beings. Just as when we may pass, we have a light body that still is able to travel. So there has been created through many centuries the naming of vast panoplies of beings of a certain order. For instance, the one to know is, as V has pointed out, there is a very careful and very large order of various types of angelic beings. There are in other systems of myth and magic, many names for interplane guides, many names for nature spirits, and many names for elemental spirits. So again, here with the mention of angels and in a couple slides back, they mention these heavenly realms. I think the interplanes are what Christians would call heaven and those lower astral realms would correlate to hell or being filled with beings of negative interest. Those who want to pull you away from love and light. And when you are a, a person that, you know, murders and steals, you'll move a little farther down closer to those hellish realms, you could say. And they are essences which are beyond the naming, much as yourselves are essences beyond the naming. They have not any relationship whatsoever to space-time. They are completely creatures of thought. Life calls to life, and life within third-density space-time calls to life within the inner planes. The inner planes life calls to and seeks to serve third-density space-time beings. The nature of angels is not qualitatively different from the essence of beings such as fairies, pixies, 
Puck Robin Greenfellow and all such kindly jovial spirits. So I find that interesting that Kuo says that angels and those beings that are so close to the love and light of the creator are no different than these pixies and fairies. Now let us say in discussing the inner planes, we discuss a universe that is vaster than the physical universe and greatly populated with a very wide gamut of personalities. We ourselves, shall we say, we ourselves dwell in, shall we say, a parking garage in fifth density, as it were, as we are involving ourselves with your vibrations at this time. We are part of that network of inner planes that includes all of the spirits that seek to serve. So I found this interesting because Latouille does indeed say that they are within incarnation upon the outer planes of a fifth density planet, but they have their energy in this parking garage within the inner planes of our planet. And they mentioned that several times. So entities from the unseen or inner realms of your planet are many and their interactions with those who incarnate on your planet are numerous. A large category of the interaction between spirit and flesh is the interaction of the self with the guidance system of that self or your spirit guides. Your guidance system is in the words of this instrument, the Holy Spirit, and in the words of the social memory complex known as raw, the higher self. So your higher self, your guides, it's all you. Everything is you. You are the creator. And I talk with this a little about Troy. It's just it's hard to go down that path of what's separate and what's you and just truly is amazing when you get into that unity consciousness. So it's helpful to think in terms of the letter configuration of words in terms of the determining who your guidance system really is, where your guidance system is not an entity other than yourself, rather is an access point into your larger self. So they range from tiny children who simply want to help you find lost things to the most wonderful and complex personalities, masters, and gurus. Some of these entities have names. Some of them are simply energies or essences. Some of them speak in which ways, such as we do, in concepts which come through the subconscious mind. Some of them speak through coincidence, birds, animals, street signs, or using your environment to find ways to communicate a word or concept or feeling with you. Some of them speak to you in sleep. Some, such as we are, are there during meditation if you ask us to join you so that we may deepen the stability of your basic meditative state. So I pick up on resonate with the animals communicating and have had these cardinals tapping on my window right after my mother's passing and just the synchronicities of numbers and timing in life and really having a thought where you just say, where did that come from? That couldn't have been mine and just kind of asking that being or thanking that thought. If it doesn't seem like yours, it's probably an inner planes guide who's trying to help you in this life. But we, a nice little clip from 1982. The entity known to you as Gandhi was an entity which has already achieved its graduation, shall we say, within another density and has proceeded to remain within the inner planes of this particular planet so the guidance may be given to many of those who were under its care during incarnation. This entity 
shall return to its origins when the cycle is, we correct this instrument, when the cycle is appropriately completed for this planet. And I've, I think back way back in like sixth grade when I was seven or six or seven and, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's third grade, but I heard something that Martin Luther King felt the vibrations of Gandhi and was very moved by Gandhi. And it just kind of clicked when I read this, that, oh, Gandhi's in the airplanes. I bet him and Martin Luther King probably <laughs> were hanging out with each other. All right, so let's see what Hatan tries to describe the inner planes like. So you imagine a TV set. There is a potential to watch a channel or world. Only until the TV is activated, you can then view the channels. So a different world being ESPN versus Nickelodeon. You can choose a channel or a world to view. You will view a world on one channel, different world on a different channel. Each channel seemingly coming from the same TV, but each world coming completely different and completely oblivious to all other worlds. All things in your world are energy, and each energy field has its own unique vibration. There are seven levels. Some of these levels are not visible, just as one channel would not be visible to the other. The skill and art of penetrating into the inner planes is a hidden art. It is hidden for a reason. Each of you is here to learn the lessons of love. And as you penetrate into the inner planes, the lessons of love become very obvious. Thus, your existence here becomes quite changed. Tom's advice. The method for achieving entrance into higher, or shall we say denser, more light, more beautiful realms of existence is a mixture of certain disciplines of the person's visualization, applied study, meditation, and constant will to know the truth in order to serve others. I, I personally resonate with that in my daily meditation, always repeating to myself, I desire to know in order to serve. I desire to know in order to serve and usually repeating that for a minute or so. If you have this desire, you will find people who will help you in your search. Oxal, let's see what he has to say or they have to say. One must let go, listen, and watch to one's inner guides, the angelic presences, and the higher sources of inspiration. They're constantly available. There may even be a word inserted edgewise into one's internal dialogue. Listening back to these voices may be likened to reaching back after a vanishing dream, upon the awaking and the reintroduction into the round of daily affairs. The more one tries, often the less one succeeds in reaching back for that dream that has eluded one. The more one merely allows the dream to once again have its sway, the easier it becomes to explore what has transpired within that dream. So ask for help. The only solid bar to that help is the lack of solid knowing that that help is available. It is much more difficult for the inner planes entities to aid humankind if the human is not aware of or calling upon that help. Consequently, we encourage each never to spend the time wondering if such help is available. So when I ask for help, I've personally had experiences of ringing in the ears and different tones, different ears, depending on kind of what I'm asking and find that interesting. Usually wakes me up and puts a smile on my face and says, all right, if you're here and serving in the highest loving light, what can you offer me? And, service today or something along those lines and definitely been a still 
developing training to never doubt, never spend the time wondering if this help is available. So that's still doubt myself is like, are there these things around us? Is there, could there be, you know, 10 people, 10 things standing behind me right now, just kind of helping me through this presentation. And I guess we're never supposed to doubt that. So hi to all the, the people behind me. The universe is literally bursting at the seams with energy and information and all of its desires to be known, all of its desires to be used. A large amount of help goes unused because it is unasked for and unregarded. Much help from the higher angelic realms is only available to those who ask. So asking is very important, otherwise they will not be able to break our free will. How greatly each entity's guidance system wishes to help. We give this instrument the image of a dozen angels sitting all about the living room on curtain rods, windowsills, the tops of bookcases, just hoping and waiting to be asked. Protection while asking. If one wanted to ask for help from a particular angel or from the elementals, how would one go about protecting oneself and trying to be sure that you are getting positive, creator-oriented help? We would recommend that the person, we recommend that the petition for assistance be made while in the meditative state. In this state, you may communicate that which is your heart's desire most clearly to those whose ears and hearts are inclined to a call for service. As you issue the call, having centered yourself and having made known that which is your desire and asking for assistance, then we would suggest the engaging of a period of silent meditation you would wait for a contact and assistance, shall we say, that is communicated to you through your feelings, through your images, or through your intuition. That, when this contact is perceived, you ask kindly but firmly if it comes in the name of, and then you would supply that quality, entity, or concept which is sacred to you, be it Jesus, the Christ, the Christ consciousness, the positive polarity, and any other of the various saints who have made themselves known as an intermediary as intermediaries in these kinds of situations and so forth. When you have received an affirmative reply, then you may know that you have made contact with an entity which is both willing and able to assist you in the manner that you desire. Personally, with that one, I have had feelings like happiness or comfort, peace, mostly um, feelings of just comfortability a lot when asking and going through that little meditation. It's all about joy. There's a tremendous joy and feeling of play about the free essences of plants, animals, wind, storm, ocean, and so forth. When an entity becomes self-aware in their density, oneself becomes cut off from the joy, the play, and the ever-continuing presence of all other members of the inner planes. So that, the inner planes are available to beings within four density or those like Hatan that can see these inner planes beings. It's only third density that's cut off from the rest of reality. Communication. Everything that can be imagined has an energy. When speaking of nature spirits, they are not imaginary beings. They can be considered imaginary in the same way that you are imaginary. You are illusory in a certain order or grade of illusion. You vibrate in a certain series of energy fields or spheres, which have their own order and their own purpose. 
and they communicate with each other through that grade or gamut of energy vibration. Consequently, all physical bodies are communicating. Here's a cool little picture of all the different ways that communication and that everything is indeed connected. So what about our kiddos? Indeed, most of those who do see the inner plane entities while conscious are those who this instrument would call children, those who have not been trained that such things are impossible to see. So I work with kids myself and just seeing little newborn six-month-olds that have their eyes wide open looking around, I always imagine the potential, you know, angels, beings of light that they see and just all the different colors that they probably view and different reality that they're seeing compared to ours. And talking with, you know, moving up to three, four, five-year-olds and hearing about their imaginary friends and like just where they go when they're kind of outdoors. And I said, like, how do you, what do you guys do in the woods? And like, oh, we always talk with like the trees and go into cool little stories about connecting with nature on a level that many adults seem to forget how to do. So first and second density. In the case of the elementals of first density, there's a tremendous amount of infinite wisdom in such strong and power, powerful purity. The energy of fire, the energy of wind, the energy of earth, energy of water is that of the everlasting element, not simply in the physical characteristics, but in the corresponding spirit of those characteristics. It's like to see the Sphinx and Pyramid that have lasted way longer than any material that we use nowadays. And on the Sphinx, the different levels of erosion through time and moving on to this picture of fire and the power that fire contains and all the indigenous cultures and um, different spiritual and religious practices that use fire and have those fire rituals and whatnot. So here's a little picture of we really are at the mercy of first density and the power of wind, fire, earth, air, all of the natural elements that can so easily disrupt our third density daily lives. So all of these energies may be seen as either as focused, that is, sorry, all these energies may be seen either as focused energy that is attracted as if by a magnet by certain states of mind in space-time, or they may be seen as intelligences which are drawn by likeness of interest or likeness of vibration and harmony and association. Each of you being a significant, though small distortion within time-space and the space-time continua, you naturally, by your very existence, draw energy and intelligence from the inner planes. And again, making another notice on how important every single thought is. When you think those thoughts of love and joy and service to others, you bring about these loving energies that want to help you, these angelic presences that will in turn really make you feel better and just kind of is a very symbiotic, loving partnership. So pay attention to those thoughts. And here is a way to call in those elemental or the beings known as Ariel, Raphael, Michael, and Gabriel, or the 
air, earth, fire, and water, the different directions of the earth and the lesser vanishing ritual of the pentagram seen here calling in those energies to protect from the lower astral, lower negative thought forms that are also within this planet. Aliens. Some extraterrestrial sources have made compacts with inner plane sources. Some extraterrestrial sources have become inner plane sources. So I found that pretty interesting. How does a extraterrestrial source join in on the inner planes? So I found a channeling in 1987 that did describe how this uh, social memory complex quanta moved from the outer to the inner planes. So they're a beginning complex of beings that have achieved a green ray, green ray vibration of compassion. They're a unified conglomeration of mind, body, spirits, or social memory complex. We are beginning the new cycle of learning within this planetary influence, and we serve as the advanced guard or servants that shall make this planet its home. We are thus newly confirmed members of the Confederation of Planets, which offers itself in service to the one creator. Carla asks, so what you are is the small but growing fourth density memory complex, social memory complex of Earth. And they respond yes to that. Thus, as we have both become members of the Confederation of Planets in service to the one creator and inhabitants of this planetary sphere, we are in a unique position which allows us to serve in the capacity of intermediaries, which may hopefully aid both the contact and the new instrument in the service. We have our own journey of seeking and move upon it in harmonic resonance with this particular planetary sphere. Questioner, are you the energy which Latos mentioned in a previous meditation that was that wished to realize me as their local channel? I am Quanta and am one of the naming and seek to introduce your instrument to yet others if the desire and progress upon the path of service continues to grow. So I guess they became members of the Confederation of Planets and then chose to move within our planet to help bring about fourth density because they are newly, they are a newly developed fourth density social memory complex from a different planet that's now come to our planet to help us make that same shift but they have that unique ability to be within our inner planes and then make contact with Carla and LL research. And I found it interesting that they did ask Latwi or um, Latos that they are the inner planes entity that was mentioned in a previous channel. So Quanta then states it is impossible to place the same standards of information upon the inner plane masters and outer plane servants. For those within the higher planes of Earth system are often agreeably pleased with themselves for achieving such a high level of understanding. This is because such entities often have put off the day for when the first time they move into fourth density. Thus the inner plane channeling can become most uninspiring. Be aware that only through practice does the inner ear become keen. Know too that inner planes masters having by definition had at least one incarnation upon your planet, your earth plane. 
they have the right and to the various degrees of ability to offer personal material that is material concerning someone who wishes to know about previous lifetime or the efficacy of future actions. It's really there they're just saying that these interplane beings local with Earth, the masters and like channelings of past lives or getting help about should you move to Arkansas or wherever, those are kind of the interplanes beings that can tap into that information instead of these outer plane beings like Kuo, who can give more broad philosophies. The inner planes of your sphere have many greatly wise inhabitants and many not so wise, all of whom are moved to at times become involved with a living that is incarnationally, incarnationally lying entity. These inner planes beings and energies have a right as those of a native land to be very frank and personally helpful to their extent of their knowledge with those who may speak. So moving into these inner planes battles. The nature of third density is that of choice. Consequently, on the subtler planes, the inner planes of your third density, those who you call angels begin the noble quest that still partakes of polarity, the armor of light in battle with the forces of darkness. This has been occurring upon your inner planes for many years and upon the planes closest to you for approximately 250 years. I have no idea how they measure time on the different inner planes, but found this fascinating that they say these angelic beings and for some measure of 250 years upon some plane under us are battling. Uh, for a great portion of your last major cycle of 75,000 plus years, those who have graduated to fourth density have felt it necessary to defend their polarity from the opposite polarity. Their awareness is that of fourth density, yet their prejudices remain those of third density. So they are convinced that they must defend the souls of planet Earth from negative polarity. Likewise, those who have graduated in the negative sense see it as their business to battle the light. Yin and yang. However, there are always people that are new to fourth density who are willing to take up the cudgels of this heavenly war and do what they feel is right, do what they feel is the right thing to do in protecting the innocent developing third density souls of planet Earth. Thus, like beings of, like Gandhi who have stayed behind to help those on the outer plane spread words of love and unity and happiness. So as you have those inner battles, I like to kind of correlate the as above, so below, and we see the battles of light and dark on our third density realm. So they channeled Kuo in November, right after 9-11, and this is what they had to say. No death is ever a loss without a gain. There was for some of your time an issue which we were connected with having to do with those souls who were not yet able to leave the inner planes version of that locale in the New York City area. However, we are happy to say that over the two or two and a half weeks after the event, there was help. Those of what you would call your Native American population came to help. Not those Native Americans within this density, but those within the inner planes, which were able to work with those entities who were confused at that time. So that at this time, all of those souls which were involved in that tragedy have moved on into the realms of healing and are receiving the balm of Gilead. I, I really connect with the Native Americans and their traditions and connecting with nature and the 
nature spirits and I feel like they had a really good grasp on the airplane. So if I personally feel that if one is looking to go deeper into interplanes searches that you could potentially find that through some Native American practices. All right, what is going on with Yahweh? Yahweh has had a long relationship with those of planet Earth, especially those which come into incarnation from the planetary influence of the sphere you know as Mars. In altering the genetic code for this large group of entities as they incarnated upon planet Earth, they placed bits of themselves, shall we say, to make a complex story simpler within the genetic changes that were made. And each of you carries, to some extent, some of these altered changes in your DNA. Consequently, this particular entity contains a host of energies from the inner planes of your planet. There is a legitimate extraterrestrial aspect to this energy, but it is harmonized with the inner planes thought forms, which are the templates of the genetic changes made 75,000 years ago when those of Mars came into the Earth's sphere. This means that these entities, which together make up the Nine or Yahweh, have ever grown past the impulse or desire to interfere for the good, of course, in the story of planet Earth. So they're kind of like raw. They try to mess with humans, they messed up, and now they have a responsibility to help us out. Gratitude. There is a long line of those that wish to incarnate at this time of third density harvest. You were given a body due to your seniority of vibration. For you, unlike those who are within your inner planes of your planet, you have the right, the position, and the entitlement to choose what you will and will what you choose. And here's a fun back gap with uh, Christian Sundberg, and he talks about the long lines of people and how many entities are out there, the, the trillions and billions that wish to be on Earth at this time. And coming to a close, one last final reminder. We do not suggest that the interior monologues and dialogues which you have within yourself, these also being inner planes thoughts by nature may indeed be helpful. It is simply that as one is taught, so one will desire to get. And for those entities to whom worship is offered, these entities have the responsibility of steering most gently those entities back upon the path of thinking for the self, examining the self, and being aware of one's self-worth as an independence of spirit. For you need nothing to make you complete. The creator, which is love, lives within you in infinite abundance. Each of you is whole, perfect, and an embodiment, embodiment of love. So we are the creator. We are loved in every moment. We have help from the inner planes. When we call upon that help, make sure that in the end, they're steering you back to you. You are perfect to know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. <laughs>